Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. You're listening to a new The Changemaking Podcast with Chloe Mestagi. Each episode will introduce an area of technology that needs work and highlight the changemakers working on it. Join Chloe and guests as they tap into their passion about equity and rights for all. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Changemaking Podcast on ITSP Magazine. I am your host, Chloe Mistagi, and today we're speaking with Black Girls in Cyber. All right, Black Girls in Cyber, I have four wonderful people on here, and I'm going to let each one of them introduce themselves. Take it away. Hi, my name is Talia Parker, and I am the founder and executive director for Black Girls in Cyber. I'm also an engineer within privacy, safety, and security at Google, um, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Hi, everyone. My name is Carla Plummer. I serve as one of the co-directors for the cybersecurity curriculum, and I'm also a information security engineer with um, Intel. Hi everyone, my name is Deidre Fayel. I am the Director of Mentorships with Black Girls in Cyber, and I also am an IT Security Specialist at the Department of Treasury. Thank you. Hi everyone, my name is Sandra Jimatokin. I serve as the Director of Events for Black Girls in Cyber. I'm also a Senior Security Program Manager at Twitter. Lovely, well, welcome everyone. Thank you for being on here. Let's just dive into everything about uh, Black Girls in Cyber. If anyone is listening, there may be times where we may call it BGIC. Um, so Talia, let's first talk about how did this come about? What's the history behind it? And what was the vision of where did this come from and why it became something of importance to create? Sure. Thank you. Um, so I've been working in this space for over 10 years now. Um, I've worked in consulting, uh, worked in retail, uh, all across the security and privacy space. And so when the pandemic uh, happened in, uh, what was that, 2020, and the entire world shut down, we were all working remotely. And while I was always fully aware of the challenges uh, that we face in from a diversity sp- perspective in the field, it didn't really become more visible to me <laughs> until a lot of the video meetings that took place where uh, I was constantly reminded um, that I was the only minority woman in personal color in the room. And so at that point, I really felt the need to do something to contribute to solving for uh, our diversity and talent issues within the space. And we started doing these Facebook Live series when I would invite other women of color to share their journeys, to highlight how diverse it was in terms of how they got in, the types of work that they did, their credentials, and to really create industry awareness around what the opportunities are. And from that, I joined the Share the Mic in Cyber campaign, which was driven by a friend of mine, Camille Stewart. Um, and 
through the Share the Mic in Cyber, where they pair Black practitioners with um, allies in the community, my ally encouraged me to consider starting a nonprofit organization to receive um, a, a larger support for the work that I was already doing. And so I took his advice and I made the jump and I invited these amazing women to join me on the journey. And here we are today with a mission to um, support as many women of color and bring them into the space of privacy, security and STEM um, and creating uh, more opportunities and reducing barriers to entry through uh, mentorships, through scholarships, through training and events, we are able to to educate and, and bring bring more diversity to the field. And so that's that's what we're trying to achieve um, with Black Girls in Cyber. Well, definitely is uh, resonating about the sense of belonging and knowing that you're not alone and seeing people that look like you or have your background be successful in an industry where it's hard to find people that make you feel like you belong there or seeing people that you know share something of similar uh, background as yourself so that i know that a lot of our listeners also have always been looking for places of belonging and i know that black girls in cyber is definitely a good place for them to check out um i also I had no idea about the Share the Mic in Cyber. That was one of your allies that recommended you create this organization. That's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, actually, I've done a few Share the Mic in Cyber, and I have great relationships with all of my allies who still support Black girls in cyber to this day. So I'm really grateful for, for, that, uh, for that campaign and, and what it means for Black girls in cyber. Yeah, they were one of uh, one of the first episodes that I created for change making. Um, they were on there, and so it's always wonderful to hear those kind of stories, that collaboration, and creating yeah. something so impactful and important. Absolutely, we it's that def- we're definitely a, 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 a you know a result of that. So I'm I'm definitely grateful for that. Lovely. So Sandra, Carla, and Deirdre, so. Tell me, how did you all came about in learning about um, this organization? Um, I can go first. Um, this is Carla. Um, I was one of the women that Talia approached when she, before Black Girls in Cyber was a, a, a full nonprofit to just do a Facebook um, series of uh, interview um, to talk about um, you know my career and my the past and the journey that I that I took. I've I've known Talia for a lot of years. Um, we went to middle school and high school together, um, and so it started out like that. Um, and then when she decided to start the full nonprofit, asked if I would join to be one of the co-directors, and you know it was such a great initiative. You know because like you said already wanting a community like that and you know and how can you say no um to to help out for something that serves a cause that was so near and dear to you hi i'm just gonna jump right in yes so i've been a fan of talia forever (laughs) but um i was a part of one of her previous endeavors um Dope wise. And so I started following her then. And then I realized she's in cyber. And, and then 
I um, actually got into cyber as well and started having those diversity issues as well, trying to um, find myself in the cyber space. And so when I saw her um, forming Black Girls in Cyber, definitely reached out to her and was like, how can I get involved? This is um, something I'm really interested in wanting to learn more about and wanting to get um, individuals involved with Black Girls in Cyber. And so that's how I found out about Black Girls in Cyber. Uh, hey, it's Sandra. So um, I actually found out about Black Girls in Cyber through Instagram. Um, I'd been following them for some time because I had just been um, trying to find a community of people that look like me in the industry because um, I've got about seven years of experience and I've haven't worked with um, another woman of color, specifically in cybersecurity, um, up until two years ago. Um, so I was really looking for a network of women that. Um, are really crushing it in the tech industry. And everywhere that I've worked, I've tried to create some sort of pipeline to kind of help mitigate those issues that we have in recruiting specifically with diversity and inclusionness. So when you know I reached out to Talia on LinkedIn um, and she told me about the opportunity with Black Girls in Cyber, um, I decided to volunteer and I've kind of just been here ever since. It's been a real fun and wild journey for me. <laughs> I, I love that you actually came across that on Instagram. I always hear people finding about organizations or anything about like information security on like Twitter or LinkedIn, but Instagram is one of those ones that we hardly hear about, um, which is wonderful to hear because I know there, there are people on Instagram that need to find out about these resources. And you're one of those prime examples that it works and needs to be talked about a lot more. Absolutely. Like I also am a big, big fan of the branding. So like anytime I find an account that I really like the aesthetics, I'm going to follow. <laughs> <laughs> Aesthetically pleasing. It helps relax, right? When you're in information security, it helps relax, like having that calm element um, to it. All right. So let's get into the gritty details about like what each of y'all work on um, so we can, so anyone who's listening can learn how they can also participate. So I'm going to first go to Carla. Carla, tell us about the cohorts and what you're doing on that front. Yeah. Um, so the cohort is designed for a um, eight month long program for right now. It's, it's centered around entry level women looking to that are either just getting started in their journey or looking um, to transition into um, the cybersecurity industry. And so we provide training um, for them to get entry level certification. Um, we partner with our events team to provide sort of like day in the life series so they get to understand and, and get to learn about different roles and opportunities within um, the cybersecurity industry. Um, one to, you know, to try and help do a little myth busting about everybody does not have to be a hacker. Everybody does not have to be uber, uber technical, right? And so we do um resume um, help in, you know, redesigning to help them, you know, on their journey as they embark upon, you know, the finding roles. Um, we're starting partnerships to help with um, internship um, opportunities. 
Um, and so that's where I serve alongside um, Akilah Tansel. Um, she's the other co-director for the curriculum. And we just, you know, get down and try to decide and figure out how we were constantly um, changing and evolving and, you know, looking for, for input on how we could make the cohort um, better. Um, nothing stays the same in our industry, so therefore our curriculum should never stay the same. Um, and, and so that's, that's pretty much what we do. We look to bring in women who are really motivated um, to complete the journey, you know, start the journey and see, see it through the end to um, become fully certified with, you know, their entry-level certification and get started, you know, just like Talia mentioned before, you know, really just trying to help close that gap and, and those barriers to get started that there is, you know, in our industry. We all know that um, security certifications can be very costly. Um, and so we are greatly appreciative, you know, of our donors and, you know, any support that we get so that we can help, you know, close that gap a little bit. Excellent. And then Deidre, what about, I know that you're working on funding volunteers um, for mentoring. Can you tell us a little bit about the mentorship? Uh, program yeah. that y'all have and how, you know, how people can get involved and what you're looking for in particular to help. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. So, yes. So we are so excited. We're um, about to gearing up trying to start our next annual mentorship program. Um, and this year we will have two tracks. We will have one for cybersecurity and privacy. Um, the mentorship program will run from March 6th through October 29th of 2023 and the applications will open up um, next Friday. So please follow us on social media um, for more information about the mentorship program. But the it is an eight month program where we, like Carla mentioned, we kind of, we, we help guide and prepare you um, to learn more about cybersecurity and privacy. We're aiming to help you get to get Get that um, CompTIA Security Plus, and then with the privacy track, we're helping you obtain that CIPT um, certification as well. Um, it is a it is a self driven program with mentorship guidance. Um, so there is a schedule with monthly activities. We have homework assignments, not really big homework assignments, but we have smaller um, homework assignments that you have to do um, based off of the cybersecurity and the privacy curriculum. And our commitment is to pair. Um, pair the cohort fellows with mentors based off of their personal and professional goals. And so some of the features are you do have one-on-one -on -one meetings. So it is a one-to-one, -one. it's not a group setting mentorship program. You do have the guided professional development, and then you're gonna get that individualized support from Black Girls in Cyber. You're gonna be able to talk to Talia individually, talk to Carla, talk to Sandra, all of us that are working in that cybersecurity field, you're gonna have that individualized support from us and so we are um looking for cohort fellows if you're um self-motivated and committed to learning new to the cybersecurity field or privacy field or even wanting to change your career um, we are looking for you um you will have access to mentorships and learning resources to help you obtain those certs um we're also gonna enable you to develop your strategy your vision and your action plan and then you're going to be attending all of these fabulous events that we have for Black Girls in Cyber and our conference that Sandra will elaborate on. 
And for the mentor piece, we are, if you're looking for an opportunity to kind of help others give back, um, pay it forward or share your knowledge in the cybersecurity or privacy space, then we are definitely looking for you. We just ask that you just foster accountability with the cohort fellows, um, provide them with career insight and any kind of networking opportunities. And so and with the, with the mentors, we just ask that you meet with them two to four hours a month and just be fully committed and engaged um, to remain in the program for eight months. And so that is um, pretty much the the high level overview of our mentorship programs. But our end goal is basically to get um, create that pipeline and get everyone certified being with CompTIA Security Plus or the um, Certified Information Privacy Technology Cert. Um, we're looking to to build a network of like-minded cybersecurity professionals and just give you guys, give, give the cohort fellows that basic understanding of cybersecurity through our trainings. And ways, if you're out there and you're looking for ways to help us, you can help us with recruitment. You can help us with kind of skill development, helping our cohort fellows get their, the skills that they need. You can also work with the curriculum team and um, that's about it. So again, applications open on Friday, September 16th. And just be sure to um, follow us on social media for any other information. Excellent. I love how you, you also mentioned about that. It's not just about professional goals and mentorship, but also personal goals that you may have too. I think we tend to forget about that when we talk about mentorship. That it's like it's only about you know, your career and path and getting you okay on your role. When in reality, there's so many other issues that people are facing too that they need help and assistance on guidance. So it's wonderful to hear. Uh, yes, so, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, yes, I agree. We all, can be, we all can be technical, but the soft skills do matter. So we do have that piece in our curriculum as well. I know. I just I kind of wish that one day we will find a different word than soft skills because I feel like those are incredibly important, more important than anything, because you cannot get anywhere in life without having good communication practices and, and learning how to develop relationships, how to network in your career. Absolutely. So, Sandra, I know that you're running the annual conference. Tell us everything and anything about the event. <laughs> I'm super, super excited for our conference next year. It's going to be our first annual conference and it's titled Moving Beyond the Vulnerability. Um, so like Talia said earlier, it's going to be based in Atlanta, Georgia, um, which I'm excited because that's my hometown. <laughs> and so the purpose of the conference is really to create um, and serve the space again that um, is towards the women of color and um, minority specifically. And so we want to be able to host a conference where they feel like the content was catered towards them. Um, so we plan on having not only live sessions in terms of having labs, um, having um, curriculum where we're looking at both the hard and soft skills, sorry to call it that, but you know, like being able to speak towards like leadership and and topics like unconscious biasness and what the things that we're kind of dealing with on a daily basis. Um, we also plan to have like keynote speakers and everything. So in terms of some of the things that we need, um, it's definitely volunteers towards not only planning the conference, but also kind of hosting the conference, like, you know, just being on the ground, being hands-on. Um, 
And outside of the annual conference, we also have other events that um, help support um, both the cohort and the mentorship programs. Um, so I know that they mentioned the Day in the Life series. So we source out cybersecurity professionals that can kind of speak to um, their domain to give our students an understanding that cyber is huge. <laughs> and there's many different avenues that you can take. So really just to kind of give that insight, which I know is super valuable because when I was in school, um, I actually had no real understanding of the um, how vast cyber was. Um, and so I think knowing that information early could have helped me kind of navigate my career a lot earlier. Um, we're also hosting community events. So we have a large portion of our um, population of Black girls in cyber are both in Atlanta and D.C. Um, so we plan on having um, an event in both Atlanta and D.C. Um, sometime in this quarter um, to be able to just facilitate our network building that network um, and be able to have um, just conversations that are geared towards things that are happening in the industry today. Um, and then we also plan to have university partnerships, especially with um, HBCUs um, and other major universities within um, some of the cities that we serve. So um, in terms of help there, obviously um, helping to build kind of partnerships within the community, whether that's um, within the industry and helping with industry um, events that we partner with or building partnerships with universities. Um, also with just like social media, being able to help us kind of post about our events and help us increase that attendance um, is amazing. And, you know, I, I really love the role that I'm in because again, it really kind of helps me to build my own network, but also to be able to facilitate others building a network, especially if they're new coming into the industry and don't really know like where to find like-minded people. Absolutely. And that first year is so critical because it's that one year, if they don't feel like they belong, people will leave. Um, because, you know, it, we do have a, we do have a diversity and inclusion problem. I honestly, I always tell people, and I know it's controversial to say to some, but we don't really have DI in our industry. We have a working idea of it, but we're we're not actually fixing the situation. And Sandra, you did point on something about the unconscious bias situation. And that's something that I wonder if you all have any advice or anything on that when, you know, when, you know, women of color are, are joining these companies or joining this, you know, industry and they keep facing people with unconscious bias and putting it a real situation for them to have to deal with. Do you have any advice on that? I can, I can speak or I can, I guess, give my opinion on it. I think as a woman of color that, you know, has faced similar situations and um, different microaggressions and things like that, um, one of the first things that we have to remind ourselves sometimes is that um, while some of the stuff may seem a little common sense, but some people are really ignorant to their actions. And so um, instead of coming at it from the angle of they know what they did or they know what they said was, you know, not right, 
come at the situation more of a teaching aspect um, on that level to educate um, and not to scold. Um, because honestly, like, you know, we all mentioned that, uh, even Sandra mentioned, it was up until two years ago that she, you know, worked with another woman of color. And so a lot of times, um, they just haven't had a lot of experience working with women of color. And so ignorance is bliss in, in that situation. And so come at it more so as a um, teaching aspect. Um, that would be my advice, because I think it, it, it would drive you absolutely insane if you argued with every single person that you ran across like that. You'd be arguing <laughs> for days. <laughs> I can only imagine on that one. <laughs> Sandra, do you have something to add? Yeah, I would also say kind of like finding my tribe definitely helped as well. Um, you know, like just being able to find a, a group of people that are like-minded that I can kind of vent to or talk to, you know, because sometimes in the heat of the moment, it's hard to be reasonable, you know, like it's hard to, it's hard to teach. Um, so, you know, to be able to get to that point where I can, you know, be able to really extend compassion, um, while being hurt at the same time, you know, being able to have that, that tribe to be able to kind of lean back on, um, so that I can lick my wounds there and then go back and confront the situation if necessary, um, has, has really, really helped me. Um, and then also like being able to have a, a sponsor, um, within my organization to kind of help pull me up despite all the unconscious bias that's existing around me. Absolutely. That's all very good tips, especially on like finding your tribe. And having someone in the company, like a sponsor or like a mentor in the company to be able to help you deal with these situations so you're not handling it on your own. It's incredibly hard, especially if you're starting your, your career, to try to figure out how do you play this game in a way that keeps you safe, but also makes you feel empowered still at, at your office. Yeah. So. I think, I think um, we're also working on, I would love to be able to, for us to work on um, creating a avenue for um, our community to go back and listen to some of our past sessions because um, what Sandra just touched on that sponsorship, um, one of our board members did a, an amazing um, talk um, this summer on the differences between um, mentorship and sponsorship. Um, and so I do believe we're going to be making those available to those who decide to become um, members of the BGIC community. Um, and that would be a, a, a great one for to go back and reference to listen to. Yeah, definitely. And, and feel free to share it in my direction. I will share it out everywhere, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's needed. And then Talia, question for you. You've basically created this. You formed a wonderful organization where you have people that are driven to change the situation, where people, you know, are feeling belonging, but also empowered to know that they can, they have the ability to have what they want in their career and how to play the game to get there, it sounds like as well. Talia, what do you need from people in the community to help you and to continue your mission 
and growing out the organization and also fulfilling the mission continuously, but also what do you need as a leader that people can help you specifically as well? Yes, thank you so much for uh, that question, Chloe. Um, I think uh, one of the ways, uh, you know, for those who are listening can support the organization and me and my role is we are new to the nonprofit world. And, you know, there are many challenges that come with being able to execute on our mission and our, and our defined objectives without the necessary resources. So we're always looking for ways to increase our financial resources so that we can sponsor more women. We can um, make an even greater impact. Um, being able to, you know, be introduced to uh, key leaders who can make a difference um, and help to partner with us to provide internship opportunities, externship opportunities for those who are coming through our program and just really creating more opportunity for larger visibility so people are aware of who we are and what we're doing. So definitely, I think those are the ways that we could um, receive support from others for sure. Lovely. Well, thank you all for being on here with me today. And for anyone who's interested in learning more about this fabulous group, uh, Black Girls in Cyber, uh, the link will be below so you can learn anything and everything. And feel free to follow any of these wonderful people that are on the podcast today. Their social media handles are below. And thank you all so much for taking this time out. It was lovely to hear about your org. Don't be a stranger. If you ever need anything, let us all know. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Changemaking Podcast with Chloe Mestagi. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSPMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.